Dewey Dudes, episode 32. What the fuck's up? You're listening to Hard Big Head Empty Radio. <laughs> and I'm your very online co-host, Evan. And I'm Emilio. And on this week's guest episode, we speak to big-time skin influencers Charlotte Palermino and Marta May, two of the three co-founders of Do Skin, the company that brought to you the very internet-crazed medical-grade silicone silicone fuck <laughs> the silicone forever eye masks which uh at the time of this recording were sold out but fret no more listener they are back in stock along with a new hand sanitizer launched by the company called awakening so before we get into this episode where we talk about cannabinoids thought bops and transparency in skincare Let's uh, let's do some segments. Let's do a quick skincare check. All right, yeah, let's do a skincare check, Emilio. How about you go first? I'm about a week and a half into my P50 journey. Can you can you see the difference on Zoom? Let me check. I'm I don't I'm not looking at you right now. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, yeah, I can I tell. Like yeah, um, it looks smooth. Oh, do you want to see a photo of me? Sorry, never mind. This oh, is about yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, show me a photo of you doing my skincare check. No, no. All right, go on, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's it. No, what's the photo? No, I took a photo the other day, and my yeah. skin looked so smooth despite oh, really? my ailment, um, mm. which I'll get into in a second. Yeah. But um, skincare works. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it really does. Two years into the skincare podcast, it works, folks. Um. It, I didn't mean to cut you off, Emilio. That was so rude. That was that was very dewy rude. Please continue. No, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Other than that, been using that, been using the the moisture on Mars uh, after the retinol. Damn! Shout out Julie Shot. This is yeah, a Julie Shot simping podcast. Oh yeah, my skin's so good right now that I'm wary to try anything anything new. But if people you want know, to yeah, that shit, I'll, try, <laughs> I'll put it on. I'll slather it on. If it's not broken, why well, fix it, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Damn. What about okay. you? What's new well, with you? Well, when we get into this guest episode, people are going to hear that my voice is very shaky, and I have to come clean about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so 15 minutes before we jump on the Zoom call with Charlotte and Marta, I get a call from my dermatologist with some very unfortunate news. So if you're a longtime listener of the pod, on last week's episode... You might have heard me mention to Sophie Pavitt that I went to the dermatologist because of a concerning spot on my forehead. And I went to the dermatologist. They biopsied this small little fucker on my face. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, look, I'm young. I'm not going to get skin cancer. I've got a skincare podcast. Like, surely (laughs) not me. Um, But, you know, just goes to show you. You know, you do all this preaching, and for what? Uh, because I get a call from my dermatologist 15 minutes before we are to chat with Charlotte and Marta, and he's like, hey, man, I want, you need to sit down for this. Um, and he says, God. you know, we, uh, I, I got some bad news. Uh, that spot on your forehead, it is basal cell carcinoma. Uh, but the good news is we caught it early, and it's very, very small. Uh, so... You're going to have to go and get most surgery, but I know you're paying out of pocket because you don't have health insurance. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to work with you on finding someone who can help you pay the least amount of money. Uh, oftentimes, if you go and get an operation in a, in a hospital uh, from a surgeon, sometimes if you're lucky, uh, the hospital will just eat the costs if it's just like if you can just kind of like haggle your way through it. But Whoa. no hospitals were offering to like do most surgery on my my forehead. Oh, really? Fuck. 
But um, I was able to get a couple quotes from some surgeons, okay. and one of which he was like, "Oh, it's going to be between two thousand and four thousand dollars." And then um, I was like, "Okay, let me call this other guy that's recommended." And um, you know, this is this is uh, this is this is haggling hours right now. You know, uh, art of the deal. I'll lend you my copy. Art of the deal. Uh, <laughs> negotiate your apartment. Negotiate your Mohs surgery. <laughs> so I. Um, <laughs> I tell I tell this other surgeon or the staff there that hey look mm-hmm. um, I got to get this done. It's gonna you know I, I really can't pay more than two thousand dollars and they're like oh you know can you meet us at twenty five hundred It's like damn this ain't a fixed market motherfucker like <laughs> yeah. obviously at that point you know like there's a grift going on uh, but I was like you know uh, let me think about it I'll give you guys a call tomorrow. Um, and then this is right art of the deal. I don't call them the next day. Damn, they, they call you. They call me. And guess what they I do? They come to you. Yeah, I ghost them for a second. Oh shit! They call back and then they say, "Hey, fifteen hundred. We can meet you at fifteen hundred. Wow, so, that's insane. So that's what I'm going to be paying. That. Yeah, I guess that's my, that's the bright side of everything. We got a fallen fallen skincare soldier here. A fallen skincare soldier, you know, um, an internet skin influencer with skin cancer. You're not going to find another one of those. Uh, this is where the but, pilot. Uh, this is where the pop pilot begins. This is where the yeah. This is my this is my fucking story. So, um, <laughs> but it just goes to show you because people will go and get, you know, like get health insurance if you can, if it's cheap, if you get it through your employer, yeah. blah 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 blah. You're going to save money. Fuck the healthcare system in this country. Uh, but it's funny because it's like when I was doing the math early on last year mm-hmm. about how much I'd have to pay in health insurance and like plus a deductible, it's like fifteen thousand dollars a year. It's like six thousand. Holy shit! That's yeah. Six thousand a year for just paying your monthly payments, and then you have a nine thousand dollar deductible before. It's like oh, everything after is just free. Um, but if you can go and kind of like gauge, assuming you're not going to have an emergency, mm-hmm. you know, you could walk away with just spending a few thousand dollars a year on some on like a couple of things which is cheaper yeah. than I don't recommend people do that. I wish I wish we had like you know a tax program that everyone was was covered. So sure mm-hmm. if you're kind of whining that you're paying more in taxes, well it's for the greater of humanity. So fuck off. I wish we had that. I wish I were covered in that, but um we don't have we we can't have nice things in this country. Anyway, but I just that's a go ahead, sorry. No, what were you gonna say? No, that's good. It's at least it's good to know that you can, if you are in a situation like that, you can haggle the system with the system. Yeah, there are ways. It's always that kind of like gray area of where you don't qualify for Medicaid and mm. but you're still cash poor and you're like, oh fuck, I can't I can't afford these things. Um, yeah. but uh you know, someone said, hey, Evan, you should launch a GoFundMe. And I was like, what the fuck? No. Then they're going to see I'm using, like, Tatcha the next week. I'm not going to do yeah. that. Like, you yeah. know, I'll just launch a Patreon. Damn, yep. Subsidize oh. it that way. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, anyway, I think I feel like I should just get that off my chest. Yeah. That's all that's going on with me in skin ca- with skincare. Uh, getting my skin health correct and right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have a little scar on my forehead that we can try to, you know, Try some different tactics, dermabrasing no. and weird derma needling, retinoids and shit over the next few years to th- figure out how to minimize it. Or I could just look very distinguished. It'll, yeah, it'll add, it'll add some character. That's good. 
Um, you were, you know, lacking character. Uh, you know, a, a good old mediocre white man, you know, very plain, <laughs> plain visibility. So that's a skincare check. Um, let's get into a couple more segments before we get into this interview. Okay. Quick dude of the week. Yeah, let's do dude of the, the week. of the week. Who's uh, let's see. the dude of the week? Damn. We, I both, just... we both recently watched the same documentary. So who's the dude of the week? Tiger Woods, baby. Tiger Woods. You know, and I'm not, I don't know how to mansplain golf to anybody because I <laughs> didn't grow up watching it. I've uh, never played. Yeah, I was too poor for that growing up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, watching that doc, you know, I kept thinking to myself, after the loss of a parent, you know, some people go to therapy to grieve. Tiger Woods joins the fucking <laughs> Navy SEALs to get the shit beaten out of yeah, him like Chuck yeah. Bass on Gossip Girl to deal with his pain. And I thought, uh, that's insane. That's the, that's, that's the machine his father built. What would you think about the doc? I mean, that whole segment was really, really insane. To be honest, I grew up always hearing about Tiger Woods, but I, I never really paid attention to it. So uh, just everything about it was like completely new to me. I remember hearing about the big car crash or whatever, but I didn't really know any details about his life. That man really had a psychotic father, I guess. You know, it's really funny because I like watching his interaction with his dads, like with mm-hmm. his dad growing up. Uh, yeah, his dad was a very like huge figure in his life and very in his face and very involved all the time. But he also had like this weird sweet aspect to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of yeah. endearing. And so you're, you kind of forgot the amount of like the level of like, I don't know. I, my brain's so fried from the internet, so I don't know what this other fucking word is anymore. Like, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to say abuse, but it's like, I don't know if mm. Tiger Woods got abused by his dad. No. No, no. No, I don't know what the bright word is, but, like, uh, just having that much involvement, like, that yeah. that does that does something to a motherfucker. Like, it makes greatness. <laughs> it makes, exactly. It, like, makes greatness. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was... <laughs> What a fucking weird documentary. And like, I wish they got it more into the sport of it. You know, like how we watched the Michael Jordan documentary. I know it's it's kind of, uh, well, did you find yourself like, I don't know what this says about me, but, uh, at the end, you know, when it's, when he's, um, when showing like the 2018 masters, to be honest, I didn't even, I didn't even know like he won that, (laughs) but while I'm watching the doc, I was kind of rooting for him. You know, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. the comeback. Yeah. Of course. All the shitty things he did, but. Right, uh, and, like, they are shitty. Mm-hmm. They are shitty. I'm not apologizing for Tiger's yeah, behavior. not at all. Uh, but, like, compared to scandals you hear about now, like, it's it's wild to think, you know, that that's what caused such, like, an uproar, you know? Like, compared to, like, like Army Hammer of, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, like, and it's almost yeah. kind of like uh, with all the the Instagram accounts dedicated to gossip like Dumois and like other, other different accounts about just, just knowing that being like a big star celebrity, like what comes with that and not that it's good, but like people are going to be having affairs all the time. It was also the last like period where like, I feel like that isn't really in play anymore. Like the whole like tabloids, like following. Yes. Like, having reporters like stalk this 
person's life. That was kind of like the last era where things like that were still happening. Right. Where I guess like now it's all just like outed online, but that's kind of insane. I know. And to think, you know, the whole, a big theme of that whole entire documentary was like compartmentalizing your feelings, which obviously the dude was not good at. They were saying he was so (laughs) good at compartmentalizing. He was like, dude, obviously not he had like a few episodes like sure compared to his like craft but even then there was like mm-hmm. he had shitty shitty games is that what you call them games yeah uh, again i, I can't i can't game, mansplain game golf to anyone yeah. yeah like he he there were moments when it was like oh man tiger's losing it right but again that comes down to like the amount of pain that he was going through physically i think he's on his fifth back surgery right now like he's out right now. Oh, again, damn. Again, yeah. So, um, you know, we'll continue to watch the arc of uh, Tiger Woods' story. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. damn, I was mostly like, what? Yeah, here's all right. Final thing I'll say about him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just goes to show you what society thinks about where it prioritizes scandal. You know, Tiger's out there. He's sure he's being unfaithful. He's having consenting relationships with lots of women awful but no one seemed to be on his back for glorifying the military industrial complex <laughs> yeah you know anyway that's he was just not that you can compare the two but it's just it's 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 yeah. kind of funny about like america and culture and i guess golf is a very like white sport especially in the south like born of white supremacy but um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's Dewey Dude. That's the Dude that's of the Week. Dewey. What else? Um, let's do Dewey Rude. Do we, do we have one this week? I've got Dewey Rude, yeah. So if you're listening for the first time, Dewey Rude, Dewey Rude is a segment in which we address all our haters uh, from a place of insecurity for all the haters on our comments and on the meme page. And uh, yeah, I got not a specific comment, but I think the other day we posted a meme or like a series yeah. of meme mm-hmm. memes of I think it's Luke Skywalker in this uh this chamber, this water chamber just incubating. Yeah. And people were upset with the amount of products we did not meme. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> and you know, I he- I I hear them, I'm listening. But I didn't have all day to make all those memes. They're they're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got they're out there defending their brands. Yeah, they're and also you know, well like I memed SK2 because I was like, "Oh, you know, like that's a pretty big. That looks like the bottle. It's a big name brand. Mm-hmm. People still glorify it as this kind of like grail uh product." Um, but uh, someone commented they said SK2 is overrated as fuck. Neogen yeah, Micro essence is where it's at. Come on, boys. Come on, man. I need. Come I on, need man. A, <laughs> I need all our followers to get in the comments and defend our honor. <laughs> um, I should send that template out to people, though. Maybe on our Patreon, mm. I can send out the template for people to make their own. Um, would people enjoy that? Would they like buy into um, templates that are like more refined memes? Do you think? Maybe. I like, guess we'll have to give it a try. More than just putting like text on an object, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because I could send that out and we can just like go to town. I know I felt bad. Uh, Julie shot. She hit us up too. She was like, "Oh, you guys should do one of this," and I was like, yeah. 
There's so many products. There's so <laughs> many. Uh, but uh, night water. Do you have the night water, dude? I don't have the night water. Oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta buy it. Yeah. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a night water P50 comparison, because supposedly they got, they got nearly identical formulas. One's got fennel though. Oh, true. True. Yeah. Come to your own conclusions about fennel. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Phenol. You know, we're phenol. I think it might be phenol. Phenol. Phenol sounds kind of weird. Illegal in a lot of countries in Europe and Canada. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a part. They use it as part of the embalming process for the dead. Yeah. And that's why it's yeah. illegal. But over here, we put it on our face. All um, right. Should we? Uh, should we get into this episode? Let, let's do it, my dude. Let's do it, my G. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let's. Uh, here are Charlotte Palomino and Marta May of Deuskin. <laughs> Marta, Marta I see her square. See a lowercase name, Marta. Oh, damn! Outside, wow, <laughs> whoa, holy shit! Damn, that my my serotonin oh. levels just went up. Um, should I go get headphones? Like, is that the vibe? If you want, is Maybe that you can just have like your soothing background it, windy noises. It is really nice. Yeah, yeah it's kind of <laughs> okay. Kinda if nice. it's easier for me not to get headphones because I don't know where they are. If that's okay, yeah, I don't think you need them. Okay. Cool. Marta just moved, so we have to give her some. Yeah, I heard you care. moved from. Wait, is this your Brooklyn from Bro- moving from New York to? Yeah, I made now? the big jump now? and I moved from New York after being in New York for twelve years. So now I'm a Los Angeles wow. resident for good. Congrats! Thank you. It's so nice to meet you guys. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm like glad we could like just like jump on a call and just just chat through some things. Obviously, make it light and fun. Um, so maybe we should just like kick things off by let's like give the folks what they want to know. Like currently, what are we using in our skincare routine? So like drop your routine AM or PM or anything you want to share. We could start with Charlotte. I mean, I never shut up about my skincare. Is it always evolving? No. (laughs) Or is it fixed? It's not. It's pretty fixed. I mean, the thing is, I will say like I try different brands because I, particularly like to promote different brands. Like I want to try indie brands. I want to try people who are trying new ingredients. But the reality is that when you find something that works for you, this idea of like constantly switching around, like you're really just fucking with your barrier and your skin and you're more like... And I, that was my 20s. My 20s was for the majority of my bad decisions. I am like into my 30s now. And it's like, I'm just trying to make smart moves here. Um, okay, so the lab sample of our serum that's going to be launching soon is always Amazing. first. Um, okay. what, what can you tell us um, about that? Yeah, this is Marta and it. me. This is lab serum. Is it going to be named lab serum? Or is that like- right, right. It's going to be called lab sample. Um, so lab basically sample. we've been, yeah, we've been working. I mean, it could be called lab serum. It's actually a great brand name. So yeah, you should trademark that. There's the lab um, series, you know, the, the hair products. All right. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to yes, go. I do. Um, Please do. I talk incessantly. Um, so basically, we have been working on a cannabinoid complex for about two years. A, a large majority of that was finding suppliers who didn't have mercury and lead 
in their actual finished product. Because I think people forget like with natural products, they have to go through refining. And because the cannabinoid industry, it needs to get more regulated, cannabis industry as well. And like, I could go on a whole tangent about social justice and how people just need to be let out of jail. But all that to say, these lacks of rules and regs, like it's actually kind of hard to find a supplier that provides pure cannabinoids. So Joyce, who isn't on the call, she's our head of product. She used to do patents for SkinCeuticals, like actual genius. She's the one who was like, we are not allowed to do any clinicals until we find cannabinoids that we like and that aren't sketchy. And we actually like who is growing them and producing them. So we finally got there. We encapsulated them. We tested them for inflammation, right? So what is the correct dose? Because so many people just are like, nah, I'm just going to throw CBD into this. And it's like, you would never do that with retinol. Like you'd never be like, no, I'm going to put in like, you know, five milligrams. Like, what does that mean? Like five milligrams, what's the percent active? So we did all that testing. Now we're going through more clinicals, testing on different skin tones, because we want to make sure the claims we can make for different Fitzpatrick scales. So this is going to have plenty of other things. So this has cannabinoids, it has a water lily complex, it has peptides, um, it has a couple other things. And so we're going to be launching this hopefully like February, March. So I always use this first because this really helps with this. Oh, she's on that track. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I mean, people are always like, what's your favorite anti-aging whatever? And I'm like, the stuff that was proven. <laughs> like, pretty simple here. Um, so yeah, I use Tret. I've been using this for a while. Very small What was now. your work up to Tret? Because I know usually you have to get yourself used to vitamin A and retinoids and then like, do you remember the progression of getting yeah. up to where you're using? So, um, I wrote an article for into the gloss and actually that article is what kind of got me really into skincare because I've, I genetically have skin that is drier, but that means no breakouts. That means I have small pores, even though like texture is totally normal. Um, so I never really had to battle with any of those things, but I did experience like four headlines very early on. Like I was 25 and I remember my mom being like, She's French and she's like, what is this? Uh, like, what is this? Like she would just like point and stare and circle. So, you know. Charlotte, you're thinking too much. You're just thinking too much. You're thinking of <laughs> crazy genius ideas. <laughs> so SkinCeuticals is my vibe. Just again, they're a brand that just does clinicals. So I really, it's it's much easier to, you're, you're trying and testing the products or it goes down because you just kind of know what to expect. So I use their 1%. I wrote an article for Into the Gloss and it just worked. Like my before and after pictures, I was like, oh damn, like I've been wasting my money on just like garbage that doesn't work. So I ended up using that. That actually helped me work up to Tret because um, it's a retinol that's encapsulated. So like retinol is just as unstable as vitamin C, right? Everyone talks about vitamin C like it's so unstable, but it's so visual. Like it turns into like a disgusting brown if you don't use it in time. But retinol, it just destabilizes. So you want to look for things Mm. that are encapsulated. You want to be careful with packaging, oxygen and light destabilizes it. It's, you know, an anti, it's like, you know, it's a vitamin. So, um, yeah, so it's encapsulated and nitrogen filled. And when a product is nitrogen filled, it just means all the oxygen is taken out because you throw in the the nitrogen. So it's like the most stable retinol that I'm familiar with because they're very open about their manufacturing practices. So I was using that and that helped me build up to this pretty quickly. How long did that take? Like, is it like a year or two years? Well, I was just scared, right? Because everyone has all these horror stories. So I use the SkinCeuticals for two years, but I will say this makes a huge difference. Like I've been, I've been using this for like five, six months now. And I'm like, 
oh. You're like, damn. Ugh. I'm an idiot. Like, no, no more testing. Just use the stuff that works. Um, and then, yeah, this little guy, Dr. Loretta serum. Beautiful. Talk about, well, maybe we get into this later. I was going to say, I know Dr. Loretta uh, has a, a role at do. Oh God, we um, love her so much. But I'll let you finish your routine. So I know yeah. you also have, um, not a spoiler, but I know you have like a, a crazy SPF routine. Oh, I do. Um, I always use SkinCeuticals triple lipid. It's another one of those things where it's like a ridiculously expensive product, but it's like, I dare you to find a dupe. You're just not going to because ceramides are really expensive as raw materials. And so to get the right molar ratio, which is like, they literally will list it here to get this ratio. You just need a lot of the product. And it's like, no shade on CeraVe, but they're not using the most, (laughs) like it's for younger people. Like my skin's dry. I'm getting older. Um, and then for SPF, I actually use, um, Beat Shield, but I test tons of SPFs and that's cause I got a UV camera. So I actually tested Kylie's skin earlier. And it oh, actually, wait. Ooh, yeah. what, what like, did this you is learn? the finish. Like the formula is elegant. Okay. And good, yeah. I would say it's great for white cast. Cause I, I literally like piled it on because you need so much more sunscreen than you think. I was really surprised. I'm just waiting for them on their NDC listing because I just want to make sure they did all their testing and their registration and all that stuff. Um, so once that's done, I can give it the thumbs up. But in terms of like the texture, and it did have a UV payoff, um, like the UV camera doesn't register strength, but like it, it you could see the coverage. That's good. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> You'll hear it probably on your Instagram feed yes. before here. Yes. But mm-hmm. yeah, Kylie Skin, uh, SPF, it works. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was impressed. I was like, all right, girl. Yes. Damn. So that's the routine. It's, that's tr- the it's, routine. it's not crazy long. And then I, I use these most mornings, obviously. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Marta, drop your routine. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, okay. I forgot to bring out my Dr. Loretta gentle cleanser, which is like straight up the only cleanser I use. It's just so gentle on my skin. I've always had good skin, but I had a really bad hormonal acne problem. Like that ruined my life for for probably 18 months. And I would cry to Charlotte maybe every single day. Oh no. And I'm just so happy to be past it. So it's more about what I don't use because I'm so scared of trying new products because I don't want to stir that shit up. So um right. I'm really on an Augustinus Bader kick. Oh wow. The, yeah. the lovely I only know it by name because I'm like, damn, that's I mean that's luxury, baby. I didn't even realize how like luxury it was until trying it. I just thought it was overhyped <laughs> and I mean, I've been using it religiously for like a month alongside our serum and I've just been keeping it simple, you know, and then I have to new face too. Like, as you know, Mm. we have to keep this on us. So we new face like every single day. Um, I can tell when I don't. So I I try to do that a lot. Um, Is it one of those products where you like, you're kind of married to it for life? Yeah, you are. Is that how that works? Yeah. I guess hundred really percent. Like yeah. you're gonna be like on. I'm gonna be like on my deathbed and just being like one more time. <laughs> Literally same. And that and I take these everywhere. Like I'm so glad we have Hello Kitty now because like one travels w- travels with me, one stays in the bathroom. But that's right. like kind of it. I'm pretty simple because I just. I'm also right now. I'm simping for Julie shot right now. Hell like, yeah. Wow. But it's it's not on a zit. I got actually a really disparaging call from a dermatologist oh. today, so yeah. I have to get I have to get most surgery on a uh, basal cell carcinoma. No. So that's that's what's going on with me. But so 
Anyway, didn't thank mean you, to... Starface. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because I had a scab because I had to biopsy it, and I was like, oh, let me keep it moist with some hydrocolloid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, continue, Marta. No, Sorry. I mean, I, I used like, Starface <laughs> for that kind of thing too. Like, I don't even know what you call them, but like skin incidents, they're perfect for that. Mm. So we're really grateful for hydrocolloid. And then this isn't skincare, but I don't leave my area without the Marc Jacobs coconut lip oil. Like I literally am obsessed Mm. with it. My lips have never been more moisturized for the past like four or five months. It's my favorite thing ever. I'm pretty sure it's just coconut oil though. Like a $32 coconut oil, but I love it. This is my third. But you love it. I love it. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That skincare check. And you are eye masks, obviously. With Dr. Rita eye gel. Yeah. What are your two favorite uh, serums or eye creams to put under? Um, or I guess I before applying. Like this one by Kate Somerville. It's like their ceramide one. Um, I love that. I've gone through like three bottles of it. And Dr. Loretta Tightening Eye Gel. It's kind of all I use with our do eye masks. A lot of a lot of talk about Dr. Loretta in the past. I year. mean, we really, we really she, gotta. She doesn't like talk about her experience enough. Like it is insane. Like she has helped develop some like massive brands in the U S because she has really? like a skincare development side. Like she was a dermatologist for so long. Or she is a dermatologist and like also did some of the initial research into UVA in the seventies at Harvard. And I'm just like, you oh. are amazing. Um, but I'm going to throw one more into the mix and it's Jordan Samuel. Um, it's an eye gel. It's like a pretty incredible product. Basically he was a ballerina and then it became an esthetician and came out with skincare line. So I'm actually a big fan of Jordan Samuel. Damn. That's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah hell yeah. Cool. I love hearing about male dancers. I was a male dancer, not magic. Mice, but, uh, but Irish, Irish dance. I, I did Irish dancing. So Amazing. Like, yeah, Wait, I, I, I bring up those videos. Oh, hell no. Oh, it's on you. There's one on YouTube. <laughs> don't don't you dare good. look that up. Really? Oh, I know you're going to send it to us later. Thank you. Oh, I will. I will. I, it's my favorite thing to do. You look good, Evan. Don't worry. All right. Um, so I want to go back real quick to, um, cause I know you, you do a lot of work with cannab- cannabinoids and for people that don't really know much about it, AKA maybe the both of us, what the um, fuck is weed? What is it? <laughs> what is it? What does it bring? What do you guys think it brings to skincare? Yeah, or just absolutely. Like wellness in general? So, cannabinoids, it depends on the cannabinoids. So we talk about L-ascorbic, which is a vitamin C, and we are very specific about what vitamin C does. There are many minerals and vitamins in a lemon and an orange, but we don't throw the whole thing into a serum. And what we're finding with cannabinoids right now or CBD with hemp, with weed, is that people are just taking the flower, distilling the flower, and then just like throwing it into skincare, which yes, can have some benefits. um, But you're also getting a lot of other potential irritants. You're getting a lot of other ingredients that you may not you may not need or want, especially if you have more sensitive skin. So in all of our research, what keeps coming up time and time again is that it's very anti-inflammatory. So say you have like a dermatitis outbreak. I actually have like the whole reason why we went down this journey is because Joyce actually did a base formulation for me when I had one of my worst dermatitis breakouts, because I get a lot of dermatitis and rosacea and I have the before and afters and it brought down my inflammation within like two hours. And I can show you guys a picture. It is, That's really quick. And I was like, calling Joyce, and I'm like, Joyce, we have to make this now. Um, so it's really effective for that. And Dr. Loretta actually helped verify our hypothesis because the reason why retinol works is because we have retinoic receptors in our skin. It is like basically 
the ingredient of retinoids that converts to retinoic acid, it will talk to these receptors and stimulate collagen and things like that and elastin, et cetera, and also promote cell turnover. When we're talking about cannabinoids, you have receptors in your skin. So it's a very similar mechanism where if you can deliver the ingredient to the receptor, it is going to help them create a response. So for us, our hypothesis was around inflammation. We tested a few other things. Inflammation and antioxidant properties are the ones that we found were the most valid. Now we've done very preliminary studies because we are not like super flush. Like we didn't go out and raise like, you know, $10 million. We raised a very small seed round. So we did the studies that we could within our limitations, but we're actually really looking forward to evaluating THCV, which is uh, basically it's found just like, it's like a, uh, like a version of THC, but it's non-psychoactive, right? Like it's not gonna... Um, or not psychoactive, non hallucinogenic. Mm. And then we're also looking at CBC, cannabichromine, um, which is again another property. Like there are hundreds of cannabinoids within yeah. the plant. So we actually want to evaluate most of them and see what do they actually do for your skin and how can you tweak them. So what we found in our clinical was that there is a very specific dose that is effective for reducing inflammation. And if you don't fall within that dose, it reduces the efficacy. And it was actually one of the lower doses. It wasn't a very high dose. Mm -hmm. So it was, it's pretty fascinating and we're really excited to kind of launch this preliminary research because we hope it encourages people to keep studying it um, and give the product more validity. Because I feel like right now, a lot of people think that CBD is absolute BS, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. It really seems like the possibilities could be endless. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see like, as you guys continue to research this, um, because I know it does have that inflammatory effect that you're saying. Because the only other like uh, ingredient that comes to mind when I think about it is like Sika, you know? Yes. Um, and so I was just wondering how that compares. Um, yeah, like and- collodial oatmeal is really great at reducing inflammation. I mean, there's like hydrocortisone, but you don't want to use that too much because it thins mm. the skin. Um, and again, we can't really make drug claims, so we have to be really careful about how we position it. But like, I do hope it becomes an OTC drug one day. Um, simply because it's then going to require a level of vetting and it's just like a level of like verification. Like for example, salicylic acid is an OTC drug. So when you're making claims around acne with salicylic acid, you actually do need to go through very specific tests. And it's when you look at the back of your skincare, like sunscreen, and it says drug facts, there are certain ingredients like dimethicone is one as well. Petrolatum, right? Vaseline. It's another one. Like these are OTCs where they can actually make true claims. So for me, it's like, yes, it's going to complicate things for us, but like, it would be amazing to like, kind of have like that level of research and diligence as like, what is the correct dose? Um, and we're just, yeah, we're excited to get more research out there, but I didn't really explain even what cannabinoids are. It's just like, when you take like hemp or cannabis, there is a flower. And in that flower, there are properties just like, I don't know, like lemons have. Well, yeah, you said the orange and lemons. Exactly. And so weed is the one that has like a certain percentage of THC, which is a hallucinogenic, um, also great for inflammation and also should be legal because it is medicinal. Um, but we're in a racist country. So let's, let's hope (laughs) I'm moving that shit along because we're, um, I need to make reparations. 
Um, and then there's hemp, which is, has like a lower level of uh, THC. And because the most amount of hemp is in Kentucky and Mitch McConnell lives there, he's like, let's legalize it. Let's get this out there. Let's lower restrictions. Blah. So like, that's why we have so much hemp in the market and why they're just kind of like letting it run, at least my theory. Um, and so that basically has all the same properties as weed just without the THC, which is the psychoactive. Is THC like the important factor in when you guys are like synthesizing and doing these tests on, uh, I can't even know if I pronounce it, cannabinoids? Cannabinoids, you're killing it, cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. So we actually didn't focus on THC simply because it's just, it is a regulatory nightmare. Um, we are okay. actually bringing together different cannabinoids. Um, so we're doing, we tested CBG, CBN, and CBD. Um, and it was really because of inflammation. We are eventually going to want to look into acne claims because there's tons of claims around what CBD can do for acne. Mm. We'll see. Um, I think it might, I think it actually might be more like THC, THCV, CBC, because yeah. it's about regulating oil, right? Cause like acne, it's just a bacteria that feeds on oil. And it's about like also your skin shedding, because then it right. gets clogged in the pore. and So like acne is caused by like a lot of things. So to just say that one ingredient solves it, it's like, okay, I need to see more receipts. And we didn't see too much in the realm of, of acne. Um, so yeah, use Starface for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at my notes here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm like, what, uh, what CBD will help my anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> or like, or are, are people like breaking out less because they're just high as fuck? You know, they're just- Right? Like, I mean, what a dream. Chilled out. What um, a dream. I'm like, you can use shrooms for that. Just kidding. Oh man. For legal oh, purposes, I'm saying this from Colorado. Oh yeah, you're in Colorado right now. Oh. Is that right? No? Am I oh okay. Shit. All right. We'll edit I'm that out. Brooklyn. Also, it goes without saying, if, if you catch yourself saying anything fucked up or you want us to edit anything out. You mean where I just tell an audience to try shrooms? Um just kidding. I mean, I I, I think we like should legalize pro- them. I do. Yeah, why not? That. And I, I am okay being on record for that. Like the FDA has like approved it as like a breakthrough drug, like four times. Like it is ridiculous mm. that shrooms are still like they're, they're considered more dangerous than like cocaine. Like cocaine yeah. is bad no, yeah. and yeah. terrible for your skin. Terrible. It keeps you up all night though. Good you know, know, it keeps you, uh, keeps you, uh, just kidding. Um, that's why your skin starts looking like shit. Um, yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, shrooms. I, I don't like, I mean, I only reason I don't like it because I don't like feeling nauseous. Although I that's love, fair. I love mm-hmm. delaying uh, a meal. That's always nice. You're like, oh, all right. I guess I'm <laughs> just having one today. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on, um, Charlotte, because in a lot of your very addictive educational reels on your Instagram, mm-hmm. you're very good at pointing out or at least calling out the uh, skincare industry and beauty industry on their marketing claims and like, you know, there are a lot of things that we could cover, you know, from people, the, especially like the word medical grade or like, you know, clean beauty. We could go down any of those routes. But I was just wondering, like, you know, I don't know. Let's just talk. Let's talk about that for a second, because I think there's just so much confusion. In the, in like, the you want industry. me to get my soapbox? Like, what are we what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's um, wild. I, because I it's, think. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I think, and this is a huge part of why we started do was, you know, I used to be a writer and I still write about beauty every once in a while. I worked in marketing and I'm like, why can't we just say what the product does now? In some cases there are legal 
restrictions, right? Like it's really frustrating when you prove something in a clinical, but you can't say it because no cosmetic can make a drug claim. However, there are, there are points in time where I'm like, you are actually just manipulating what the person thinks and motivating them through signaling something that's not even reality. So for example, clean beauty. To call yourself clean, first off, you're implying that everybody else is dirty. And they always like to say how positive they are. And I'm like, well, that's a really negative way to start. And you're basically shitting on every other brand right. that doesn't well, this fit. This is a dirty beauty podcast. We're dirty. Here, so. <laughs> yeah, we're Stone dirty. Bros. But it's like, it's just like ridiculous. And also like this idea that like natural is automatically clean. Like you are right. literally, you're really just miseducating people. And what I've found, and this is actually the, the darker side to it, is that a lot of these apps that do the clean rankings got started by publishing anti-vaccination propaganda. Oh, shit. So it's all connected. And <laughs> yeah. I don't care in what capacity you're doing it. But when you're telling people to not believe in experts, when you are telling people to not believe doctors, doctors who are saying parabens are safe, you are creating mistrust with experts. So do we wonder now when we're in this clusterfuck in the US yeah. where nobody believes experts, it is ridiculous and it is dangerous. And I think that it started with good intentions. I do not think that the people that started this were malicious, but at the end of the day, if we just stop listening to facts and science, we are screwed as a society. So that's part of the reason why we started do where you're like, you're just going to get what you're going to get. And we're going to try and be really honest and tell you how we get to our claims. And, you know, for example, with our serum, we make claims, but we show the clinical for each one, right? Mm. So we show where we're getting this information. So it's not like random. It's not like, oh, I took this lavender stem cell and it's going to help with cell turnover. It's like, what did you use the right percentage? Where did you source it, where did it <laughs> from? Whereas like for us, we're using, for example, uh, Matrixyl Morphonics, which is the updated Matrixyl 3000. It's much more powerful than Matrixyl 3000. It's a peptide. Yeah. And they have very good clinical data, double blind placebo on what it yeah. does for aging. So we can tie a claim to aging to that. Is it going to work for everyone? I can't promise that this doesn't work for everybody, right? right. Like there's always going to be like a group of people where this doesn't work for, but we're trying to cut down those potential gray areas. So you don't have to take, take a leap of faith and, you know, with medical grade, it's a very similar situation where at the end of the day, these brands like SkinCeuticals, they're doing so much testing. They're like, we need to differentiate ourselves. So we're going to call ourselves medical grade. The FDA has nothing to do with that. Doctors don't technically have to have anything to do with that. Is it a better studied product? I would say yes. But it's like to call yourself medical grade, people now think that you're medicine. That's right. problematic. Which is like, well, you're, where's your prescription to get the skinceuticals? Yeah. You know, like, so it's like that's yeah. against the, like the law says that cosmetics are not allowed to change the physiology of your skin, even though the products do it. Right. Like, mm. Oh, wait, it. what? Well, retinol, for that. example, but oh, it's like okay, also yeah. like you're, this is replenishing your barrier, right? So it's like, I understand why brands do it. Like, I mm -hmm. get it because you're trying to differentiate, you're trying to tell a story within the legal parameters of our, our very piss poor regulation in the US. It's not that we yeah. don't have regulations, it's so easy for brands to break the rules. That's why we're doing a hand sanitizer. The amount of hand sanitizers that didn't follow the law and don't have active alcohol in their final product is mind boggling, but it doesn't mean that the rules aren't there. Just people don't follow them. So for us, we're trying to really push for consumers to kind of ask the right questions and to be curious when they approach their brands. Yeah, man, it's really tough for consumers out here today. 
it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so unfair. Like consumers have to be investigative journalists. It's yeah. insane. And it's just also for, I mean, I'm sure for brands that, that offer a lot more transparency, it's, it's almost impossible to combat all this misinformation online. It's really yeah. hard. Or especially when, you know, and then, of course, you don't want to get conspiratorial with it, but then you're like, you're thinking like, you always do. I, I love, I love playing this game, even though it's like you have to operate from the assumption it's not happening. But you know, say my when the whole entire paraben kind of fiasco thing happened, when that became like the huge misinformation of being, yo, you can have, you can't have products with parabens. Um, uh, someone had to capitalize off that, like, yeah, let's get that misinformation mm. out there. So like a little psyop there, but you have to operate from the assumption that didn't happen. But point is, um. Yeah, like you're on Reddit, you're on everywhere. Everyone's like just bringing their own takes to something and it's all personal and it's, you know, I mean, do you have like a rule book? Like what kind of questions you should be asking? Mm -hmm. Like when you're investigating a product as a consumer, like just like basic, basic, just simple stuff. Like first off, set your expectations with price. I, when somebody's like, I found this great dupe of SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic for $30. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) Madame. What you found was a brand that tried to mimic the patents within the rules that they could. They didn't get the same vitamin C supply, their source. Like they didn't get the same, like they don't know how they manufactured it, how they put it together. Um, You don't know how they're packaging it, how long it's been sitting on the shelf. Like you did not find a good dupe. You found a vitamin C that tried to use ferulic acid and tocopherol, which is vitamin E, um, which basically additional antioxidants help stable other antioxidants, right? Like not anything Mm. new. Um, And so for me, what I tend to do is set your expectations with price. Um, Also understand that a brand, if they're very cheap, they don't owe you anything in terms of transparency. (laughs) Like if you're buying something for $9, do you really think it's going to be as good as something that is, you know, $300? That being said, there are some $300 brands that are a crock of shit and are selling you something that did cost them a dollar. So again, it's all about setting your expectations and about transparency. So for example, if you start to see a product that's priced like around $100, they should be sharing with you any clinicals they've done or clinicals on where they got to their claims. They should be sharing more information about how they're getting there. And it's why I like Skin Medica and SkinCeuticals because it's very clear on their website how they got their claims. So I'm like, fine, you want to charge over a hundred bucks? Go for it. But when you're starting to see brands that are charging a hundred dollars and don't have any information, they just make these like detox face oil for $150. (laughs) Okay. If you want to spend your money on that, don't be disappointed if it doesn't work. Um, And the same thing is, is like the expectations for small brands to perform like they are these really expensive, more, you know, active cosmetics is also insane. Or to expect CeraVe to be the exact same thing as SkinCeuticals. Like, no, they're both owned by L'Oreal, but there are going to be some differences in the final product. So for me, it's always like set your expectations. If it's expensive, ask for how they got there. Um... And then generally with anything making a drug claim, like an SPF or a hand sanitizer or even acne products, like Mm -hmm. where is your NDC registration with the FDA and what kind of testing did you do? Um, So for me, it's just that. And, you know, for me, when I buy from the ordinary, I'm not expecting transparency. They're just buying directly probably from a raw supplier and just putting it in a bottle. Like (laughs) if I get a rash, yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't and just use it on your body, right? right? Like never throw stuff out. Never throw stuff out. Your body can handle a lot more than your face. Oh, that's good to know. 
I mean, yeah. the, I, I, we expect, I, we should probably know this, but you know, like you, <laughs> well, the red you peel, that red peel, it's great for keratosis pilaris in the back of the arms, like oh, those little that chicken skin. I've Amazing. actually heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my tips. And also stop buying everything. Yeah. You need, like, buy, you need like three to five products. Like people who have like 12 products, I'm like, oof. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep it streamlined. In the past, yeah. yeah, in the past year, we've definitely like streamlined everything a little bit more. Um, but I think we're now like in, in, uh, testing things out mode, you know, we kind of, kind of got comfortable with our own little routines and let's try this out now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, cause you, all right. I wanted to, how did you two meet? Um, I know you guys, I think maybe like three years ago, if I know the story, right. Is that wrong? Honestly, it's been like five years ago now. Five years. Well, did it start with nice paper or did it start out with, uh, Hot girls eating pizza. I don't know how it works. Eating pizza. Yeah. Talk about that, Marta. Hot girls eating pizza. Where's the hot boys eating pizza? Where's that? (sighs) I mean, the pressing question I've gotten over the years. I just think the demand hasn't been as Uh, high. Yeah. No one. No one wants to see hot boys on the internet. Yeah. They want. Nobody like. They don't want to see us post. Not me, but they want to see (laughs) anybody posting. They don't want to see. They don't want to see selfies of men, you know, you know, people don't want to yeah, see Yeah, like in my next life, I want to spotlight like nice boys or like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I feel like let's reward guys that are doing a good job. But um, Charlie XCX video boys, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, so Charlotte and I met through Hot Girls. I, I literally think it was five years ago. She had written a pizza cleanse for Cosmopolitan where she worked at the time and she only ate pizza every day for a week and my friend was like you 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 need to eat pizza with charlotte so i was like yeah obviously of course mm-hmm. and we got pizza we went to was it emmy squared yes oh, it was in lower east side no or in williamsburg it was like probably i don't remember it might have been williamsburg and i definitely um, think it was williamsburg because we wanted to check it out mm-hmm. yes yeah it had just opened i think and that's when i was working I mean, at snapchat still Exactly. Insane. It was so long ago. I was still at like my fashion job. So I was like a fabric person for five or six years and it was soul sucking and terrible. And I was about to leave and go do a shopping app, Depop. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? So yeah. So Charlotte had just this like boss bitch, like energy the first night I met her and had this impact on me in like a very positive way where I negotiated like more money for my salary. Like Hell that's yeah. how much it impacted me the first time I met her. Yeah. And um, yeah, we kept in touch and we, I don't know, we like were hanging out one night at no, Julie. We were, yeah, Julie. Julie's birthday dinner. Julie's how a nice paper happened. That's so, Julie. Bless Julie. I give the more like less piece, not, not uh, PC, but like, I, I love to bring edibles to birthday dinners and like awkward, like things like that, like weddings. I don't know. I've always been that the edible girl, which has turned into the mushroom girl when we're in Colorado, you know that vibe. So I brought edibles and Charlotte was just like, let's like smoke and hang out. So we hung out and came up with nice paper and nice paper was born like a literal week later. And for the listeners at home who aren't familiar with you two, um, what is nice paper? 
right now it's on i guess hiatus. hiatus yeah i was yeah. thinking sort of just because we're two people spread so thin but i mean i'd love to bring it back like maybe in the later half of 2021 but it was just a really amazing educational resource for people who wanted to understand hemp and cannabis mm -hmm. and we went into it with values like we didn't want to be like two white women talking about weed like we've always wanted to make a positive change however small we could so we've always tried to build community in that way and educate in that way so and like obviously create like amazing content which is what was definitely needed in cannabis and hemp like when we started nice paper like there were some pretty brands but there was not pretty content no. there was and you we don't like the Rastafari also, yeah. look? You don't like that? You don't like the... Well, it's... And also part of it too is, you know, and why we kind of decided to pause was the industry isn't getting better in terms of diversity. It's right. the same yeah. people making money off of it, which aren't the communities that should be making money off of it. And so when we launch Deliverance, there is going to be a very large and persistent conversation about how the hemp industry needs to get their shit together and helping communities that have been ravaged by the war on drugs. And so with Nice Paper, we're like, there are just more important voices in this space that need to be heard. So if and when we bring it back, it's going to be very much so in that vein because it's really fucked up. Um, and I don't think that people fully understand, nor do they make the full connection between CBD and, and weed. It's like CBD is like, like a very whitewashed version of it. And right. it's just, it's the acceptable version, right? Because it doesn't get you hot, but it's like, alcohol is far worse for you. So like, why are we demonizing right. this and who are we associating that with? And what, how did the government help push some of these associations? So yeah, it got like very, like for us, it's like, we want to do stuff that yes, makes like the world better and pushes us and has important conversations. And so it just wasn't getting us there. So we decided to pause it until they could figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't see, I don't see like full like legalization happening like in the country anytime soon. And even if it, it were to happen, it would still, like you said, I think like people, the wrong people would be profiting from it. It's kind yeah. of, it's, kind of insane like who you're seeing getting licenses and everything yeah. just it's really um it's hard so we're gonna right. keep we're gonna keep being loud about it and calling it out um and we're definitely gonna be talking about it when our serum launches <laughs> yeah well it's, it's, you wonder too it's like this the strategy of like states legalizing and these um industries popping up in just different markets you know it's almost like the more noise that's out there, you know, it's, 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 it does distract from, you know, how, how do we, uh, how do we solve the, like, or pay back, solve the issue mm -hmm. of like mass incarceration because of like war on drugs and how do we get these people into, uh, and why is John Boehner making any money off of this? Like it is <laughs> my God. insane. I haven't heard that name in a long time. John it is Boehner. Insane. He's too busy it is making insane. money off He's too Damn. busy. He's like it's the green rush. And it's like, yeah, for whom? It's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's kind of like a big thing that we want to keep talking about is that, okay, it's federally illegal, but John Boehner is out here making money off of it. Uh, right. But people are still in jail for possession of cannabis yeah. like 30 year sentences 
Holy shit. Yeah. Riddle it. What? And it's like, well, the answer is obvious, but you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't think that CBD brands are, uh, can abstain from that conversation. I think they should be really loud because I think that one thing that we've learned from the last year is like being loud, um, actually can have significant change. So continuing to educate so that more people can be loud and informed on it is going to be a big push for do. Yeah. Like being conscious of this is like really important. That's something like I've really come to terms with in the last like few months, you know, you get really kind of cynical and you think, Oh, what does awareness actually do? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the more conversations I have with people who are like coming, like learning about more social issues, like social justice causes, you know, I used to be really cynical. Yeah. I used to think like, Oh, you know, it's not going to materially change anything, but you know, as yeah. long as people are, con- it starts with consciousness for sure. Yes. Um, Amelia, what other questions do we have for our doo dudes? My like, what? Okay, I'm just asking this because my um, sister has has been begging me. She's 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 aging, aging gracefully, entering and softly stepping into her late twenties, and she's freaking out about her smile. Good, luck. Line. Good thing she doesn't listen to the pod. <laughs> yeah, she won't even like. I know. Um, no, she begged me to ask this because I actually sent her one of the reels you did, um, where you're comparing your skin at 33 and 29. Mm-hmm. What do you think? are the biggest um, things that you can be doing to your skin at the, at like that age range. So background on that picture, I was in a job that was soul sucking. And when you do something that makes you upset every day, that is going to wear on you when you don't sleep. I was traveling like crazy. I was in Dubai one week and then the next week I'd be in Paris and then I'd be in Oslo and it sounds so glamorous, but it truly was not. And my skin was like really reacting. And it's actually, um, you know, when I got out of that, that summer, I think is when I did the end of the gloss post. All of that to say, um, that picture was when I hadn't really been introduced to skincare. Like I think I used probably like a moisturizer and SPF. I've always used SPF like since my mid twenties. Yeah. But like something as simple as like putting on your moisturizer properly, like Mm. as you get older, your skin becomes drier. So I'm also getting my esthetician's license. Like I should be done in the next like two or three months. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm excited. So just something as simple as moisturizing your skin, getting enough hydration in there and making sure that your bear is intact. Cause if your skin is dry, it's going to, as you get older, it's going to look creepier. It's like, <laughs> that's actually where you're going to get like a lot of those like fine lines. It's just mm-hmm. because like your skin's like, I'm thirsty. And so if you don't get a water layer and then an oil or some sort of an emollient, an emollient is just basically something that like softens and it doesn't evaporate as quickly. If you don't layer your skincare like that, then your skin's going to dry out faster. So I basically, I call it like a moisture sandwich, but basically you get a water-based product and then you mm-hmm. put a more emollient product over that. Um, so like a cream, right? Because this yeah. has plant oils, it has fatty alcohols, it has cholesterol, lipids, things like that. And so that's just not going to evaporate as quickly. It's going to fill in the cracks, but it has that water that it's holding on to underneath. Like think about it. If you spill water on your floor, you know it's going to evaporate. So you mm-hmm. may or may not too well. If you spill oil on your floor, it's going to be there forever. So you need to clean it up and that's just evaporation. So something as simple as that, your skin being hydrated and like a little bit oily, right? Is really, that's why oily people don't really age as, as quickly. Um, and so I would say that's really important. Um, new face has been helpful. I'm trying out the zip right now and I actually really like it. So I need to try it some more and look more into the research and stuff like that. Cause it is more expensive. And I'm like, is it placebo? Like, I don't know yet. Um, I would say that helped. Um, I would also say that retinoids helped. 
um, and peptides. And again, just like layering products properly, like the amount of like 30 year olds that are like, I've been putting on my moisturizer wrong. And this literally changed how my skin looks. I'm like, correct. <laughs> correct. Cause you'll put products on dry skin. And I'm like, there is nothing for that product to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Talk about slugging. Yeah. Um, we, I've been getting a lot of questions <gasps> about bring, slugging. Oh my God, I didn't bring my, my like, Vaseline. One of, um, one of our previous guests told us about slugging and we both just kind of wrap it around our heads how that would it like, I was so scared to do it. I haven't done it yet. I haven't yeah. done it yet either. I have a lot of friends who are, are like, they have either done it and, but they were kind of like, I don't know how that went. Does that make sense? <laughs> so a lot of people slug incorrectly. Like okay. people think to put so much product on your face, like you literally leave like a trail of skincare behind you, like a slug. Like, no, we just want to slightly glisten. We literally, we don't want to like actually like leave residue behind. Um, so basically all slugging is, is taking petrol atom jelly, which is one of the most occlusive products you can use. And you put it as a last step on over your moisturizer look at the back of a lot of overnight masks. They're going to have shea butter, maybe high amounts of dimethicone, petrolatum. They're going to have these really heavy occlusives. It's called like, so when you have a like skincare products, you'll have like humectants, which are water-based, like water-loving ingredients, glycerin, hyaluronic acid, panthenol. You have emollients, which are kind of, you know, more like plant oils, things like that. Um, that soften and condition the skin. And then you have occlusives, which just like lock shit in and they just sit on your skin. And so people think that's a bad thing, but it's a protective barrier and they can fill the cracks of your skin as well. So these are much thicker, bigger molecules, right? So shea butter is both an emollient and an occlusive, for example. And I absolutely love shea butter. So if you don't want to use petrolatum, fine, use use a shea butter vibe. Like plenty of people do that. Um, And so when you take that occlusive and you just, you're just really trapping that moisture, it's allowing for that water to really saturate into your skin, but also everything else. And so it also allows your skin to repair. So there are plenty of clinical studies that have Vaseline as a skin protectant because it actually heals wounds. So for example, that hydrocholoid patch, it's kind of, you know, that's actually pulling out infection, but it's this idea of like a wet environment for it to heal. And so a lot of people with eczema, they're like, yeah, I've been doing this for years, lady. Like you don't need to explain <laughs> slugging to me. Like that's what dermatologists recommend. Mm-hmm. Dermatologists also recommend it for like diaper rash, right? So it is not for everyone. Um, it's not that it's going to clog your pores, but it definitely can like, you know, create environments where maybe that dead skin cell, those dead skin cells are going to just get trapped and put into your pores. And then if you have that C. Acnes bacteria, it's going to then lead to a breakout. So I wouldn't recommend if you have oily skin, but also why are you slugging? Like this goes back, like intentionality in skincare. Why are you trying something? Right. Cause you saw a trend that is not right. why you try right. things. You try it because you're trying to solve a problem. Otherwise save your money and your time and your skin. And so if you have dry, older skin, mm-hmm. like I will be doing, I'll, I will be slugging every day of my life when I hit 40, because you lose oil production, like you're breaking down, your body's breaking, you're dying. You're rotting, you're dying. You're rotting, you're dying. And it's fine. Like we all need to be more okay with death, (laughs) but it's like your shit's breaking down. (laughs) So you need to add more stuff. And like, this is why when people are like, you don't need skincare. I was like, yeah, when you get older, I don't want to have dry cracked, like flaking skin. No, thank you. No, merci. No. So (laughs) that's why that's where slugging comes in. And you take a tiny amount and you just put it where you want it. So I put Vaseline on my forehead most nights and it just blurs out wrinkles it's like a cosmetic i'm curious about this because you know 
uh, I have combination skin, so I'm wondering how slugging would work for me. Um, but piggybacking off of what you just said about about people just being like, oh, like like skincare doesn't do anything, you know. Case in point, you know, get a call from a dermatologist today, and it's like <laughs> you get a little, you have skin cancer. You get you have skin cancer. It's like you could have. I think back to my lifeguarding days in my in my teens. I'm like, that's where it happened. Did you ever wear SPF? Um, ish. It wasn't until my twenties. Until mm-hmm. my twenties, I was like, okay, I guess I gotta. Or until like I was introduced, you know, the whole entire girlfriend to Dewey Dude Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Evan, take care of your skin. You know, put on put on SPF. <laughs> like that's when I started that. Yeah. But a little little too late. So it's like it does fucking work, you know, like, yes. you know, preventative. Yes. You got to be preventative with these. I things. think it depends what like True. something might not work for you. Like that's also that's that's actually the better yeah. way to say that. Like there okay. are plenty of ingredients that don't work for me and that I don't like. Like there's this obsession with azelaic acid. And I had that as a prescription and it actually just made my skin worse. Doesn't mean that azelaic acid doesn't work, even though I do think it's very overhyped right now because I talked to dermatologists and they're like, that's a drug just looking for a disease to solve. Like it's like the last thing they'll try or like if you're pregnant, but it's like for some people, it seems to really be working. So I'm not going to hand that. Like you go use that, but it doesn't mean that skincare doesn't work. And then obviously there is the contingent of brands that are basically selling you air, but you know, that's that skincare. It's not all skincare. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about um, going back to the internet crazed, cult like, temporarily sold out Forever Eye Mask. Um, because I think a part of why not only are they very genius in that it's like, all right, you choose your products. We're there to to make sure you're getting the eye treatment that you need. Um, but the the aesthetics of them, Marta, explain explain the creative direction behind this Instagrammable um, product because I think that's part of the fun. That's like the fun part of it. Charlotte came up with the eye mask. Charlotte, oh, fuck. Sorry, my bad. No, don't no, worry no. about it. No. <laughs> I, I'm like, why am I sure they got on people's faces? Yeah. <laughs> um, as we've just seen from like our friends like Starface and like the work I did with Parade, like people want to take pictures of themselves. So like how do we make people take pictures mm. of themselves, give them something to put on their face? Yep. And we were working with a silicone manufacturer um, that basically did like medical grade silicone, which is basically just like, it's, it can be used in implants. It's like yeah. actually very, like most of the baby toys that you see that are silicone, those are like platinum grade typically, right? So we were just, Marta and I were working on this packaging and the packaging wasn't working out. And then we started talking about face masks, how much we love using sheet masks, but how wasteful they are. And so it just kind of eventually led to the forever eye mask. And in terms of like the design, I wanted to make a black, like a black forever eye mask. And then I did this like treatment with the logo. And then we have a design agency that updated the color to like that green and then just like blew up the logo a little bit more. So it was like, it was like a bunch of people that contributed to kind of making the actual look but we're actually coming out with the new designs oh hell yeah oh man can yeah. you tease what's yeah. gonna be on it or are you gonna save that for a, like how a, soon a more reachable content um, moment which we understand airy <laughs> it's airy it's inspired by angels oh yes. okay all the yes. all the angel alert angels that's what, yeah. I, angel that's what alert. I tell all my tell all my crushes <laughs> I would like to own angels in the skincare space, in the skincare realm. So just putting that out into the universe. You'll make it happen. You're manifesting it. Thank you. Evan, should we get into the do we do's and don'ts? Um, Unless you have any other questions. 
I feel like I have questions in the back of my head. I just like I don't I don't want to keep people like sitting there waiting like Evan, what are you gonna say? Um, but yeah, the do we do's and don'ts. Um, I so Amelia, do you want to explain it? Yeah, it's a segment where we close out the podcast. Um, it could be skincare related or life related or really anything. And it's like, do we do this or do we don't do this? Uh, sometimes we're prepared, usually not. Um, <laughs> so if you guys have one off the top of the off your head, go ahead. I can, I'll, I'll say one just because it's like Marta teaches me a lot about being intentional and it's like, mm. do be intentional don't be hard on yourself when your crazy idea falls on its face. Like being softer is actually a strength. So, you know, for everything, it's been like, it's been pretty life-changing in terms of like how I approach even like buying shit. Like for skincare, it relates to skincare, but it also relates to like just life. So yeah, Marta teaches me a lot there. That's so that's so sweet. That's really sweet. Um, Charlotte tells me how to take care of my skin and I listen 79% of the time, but this year I'm going to listen a hundred. I would have listened a hundred percent too. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, Amelia, before we, like, before we, uh, when we were like researching this pod, Amelia was just like, dude, I was just like three hours on Charlotte's Instagram page. Yeah. uh, I've just been sending it to everybody too. Like, yeah, the both of you are so knowledgeable. I know. I'm just like, oh fuck. Um, do we do, uh, start your skincare research with price? remembered from the earlier conversations right mm-hmm. or like from your skin but you know like that's that's on your, your expectations your expectations yeah. setting Just your set expectations them. don't set ask for a refund on a ten dollar product it's rude so oh god yeah, yeah. I have friends that have like really accessible skincare and they're like yes and they just ask for like another refund on like uh, like a fifteen dollar yeah. product and I'm like no people yeah uh, do we do ask more questions of the brands that you're putting on your face? Also, another quick one. Do we do wear SPF? Yes. Always, yes. So a lot of people out there still skipping the SPF. They're skipping it. They're like, I cleansed. I did my thing. You know, and then they just go out into the day. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck, do I have more? I should have been taking more notes. Anybody have do we don'ts? Do we don't? <laughs> Do we don't be an asshole? Do we don't? Yeah, be do nice. We, yeah. Do we, uh, do we go to Emmy Square? Just kidding. I don't know if it's even open anymore. Honestly, I, I will depressing. say the, what's on V's face made this amazing TikTok or a video like last week. She was like, what you put in your body, who you put in your body, like what you consume, what you read is all important to your skincare. And mm. it just makes so much sense. Like the holistic approach. I think so too. Um, I've been very easy on myself the last like week or two, like getting all my hours of sleep and reading a lot. And I feel like that's had like a residual effect on my, my glow. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 So you do have to take a holistic approach to like anything that's going to calm your stress levels down. Mm -hmm. Something that's going to maybe, um, Oh, I don't know. Take the place of, uh, a little alcohol binge on the weekend, (laughs) you know, anything. <laughs> yes. Agree. Great tip. Drink water. Yeah. Do we drink water? Do we, do we do that? Um, do we don't, uh, never mind. I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I have. That's all I have too. Um, Love it. Well, Charlotte and Marla, Marta, oh my God. 
Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. As yeah. always, you're always invited back. We can't wait to see you guys launch more products under Do. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait to finally, every time I've gone and tried the eye patches, it's like, sold out. Buy it. it's, all, it's always been sold what? out. What? Yeah. yeah. We will send you this week. Do we'll not send you some. Uh, it's going to be back weeks. in stock soon, along okay. with a, a new launch, which we told you about the little hand sanitizer. Yeah. And then we're hoping to follow up with the serum as soon as we can. It's just, you know, production. Well, it's a good yeah. problem to have. I think yeah. it's a very yeah, good problem to is. have. And uh, we're very, we love seeing you guys in all your success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can't wait to see more to come from what you. What comes too. next? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because uh, we love the transparency. We love how you guys are thinking, like our forward thinking in the industry, thinking about packaging, sustainability, um, and then education. So, um, yeah, we're really happy you guys came on today. Thank, Thank you guys so much. So fun. Yeah. yeah. And let us know if you have any questions. Um, or you know you're like oh maybe edit that out just let us know <laughs> we will let you know but i feel like that was pretty pretty pg at least for me because normally yeah. i'm just like swearing up a storm and just oh, like yeah. more talk all, about shrooms yeah i know right i always want to be like all right let's talk about <laughs> whatever, talk whatever, about drugs drug, now. whatever drugs now. Whatever drugs like yo what are we doing this week at Amelia? what are we doing <laughs> Sleeping, sleeping and sleeping drinking water. Sleeping. We have a, yeah, sleeping like, and drinking water. Being there you a go. sweetie. Where, where, all right, so <laughs> you're in LA, you're in Colorado. Um, now I'm in Brooklyn. I lied. No, I just said it? Colorado because what that's the where the shrooms are legal. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, you're in oh, Brooklyn? Shit. Or you're in Brooklyn? Yeah. I don't know why I thought you were in LA. I thought you both were in LA. No, March is in LA. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm jealous that I'm here because I'm in school, right? So I'm in a school every weekend. So I actually cannot leave. I'm tethered here until March. Dang. Because you have to go. It's an IRL education. Mm -hmm. I do it at Times Square every weekend. That's terrible for my skin. (laughs) Favorite part of the city. (laughs) Right? Uh, It's like like the pandemic is not happening there. It's just like people are out. Do you see Rio at your esthetician school? I don't know which one. We're actually no. I talked so I talked to her about it. I'm actually I'm like you have to go, Um, but she's in the same program as me. Oh, Mm. perfect. Yeah, so we're not in the same class. I'm like a couple. I'm like um, she just started. I'm about to finish, but I'm so excited for her. She's gonna be. She's gonna do so well. It's so funny the people that we've had on the podcast or like we talked to uh, through GB Dudes and how like everyone's name kind of manifests the next guest or step. Yeah, like we were talking to Hunter and Hunter was like, oh, I just went and saw Sophie Pavitt and we we're like, well, she's scheduled for next week. And then Sophie um, last when we were talking to her was like, yeah, I talked to Charlotte the other day. We we're like, well, you know, that's yeah. next week. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like if you want to put someone out there in the world. Sophie's who convinced me to go to to esthetician school. Really? Wow. Me and Shamara Bondaroff, who does um, uh, SB Skin, which is microcurrent. Um, which is the new face, but yeah, mm. they're awesome. Just a bunch it. of a bunch of heavy hitters here. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't we talk about thought bops. Oh fuck! Let's oh, talk about oh fuck. my God. Emilio oh, and you two need to, to yeah. He's amazing at editing. Uh, let's talk about what are we banging to? What are our thought bops? Who? What are we? I don't know what that means. So <laughs> I will. I am old and I play like weird board games. I have no idea what you're talking about. So Marta, you can take this over. I literally probably confuse Charlotte so much. Like, I'll call our product a bop. I'm like, that was a bop. <laughs> She's like, what? Um, okay, guys, the new Lana Del Rey, how do we feel? Uh, oh, I, uh, you're going to hate me. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it either. Uh, I only certain- know about, like just lana in the news and as yeah the, yeah i can't she's problematic right but to her for music's good that's that's fine i know you, okay it's it's my toxic trait is being able to 
separate her art from her <laughs> the personality. Your yeah. most toxic trait. What, would you fine. Would you think of it? What do you think of it? Like what? Because I'm yeah. Let's hear your opinion on. I'm on... literally living chemtrails over the country club right now because <laughs> I live over a, a golf course, and I honestly feel like she ripped me. I feel like she got a taste of my brand and infused it into hers. Like damn. Okay. okay. There's angels. There's like she talks about like my cancer is sun, but my moon is in Leo. I'm Le- just yeah. Oh shit. But I um, love it. I'll always stand. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm listening to like Ty Dolla Sign. Like I'm really into the new Kid Cudi. Like I think they're all thought pops. Ty Doll, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big Ty Dollar Sign uh, fan. I was never really a big Kid Cudi fan. Um, I have to be honest. I haven't been listening to a lot of music lately. I've just been watching a lot of shit and like I reading a lot that. of shit. Um, but uh, Emilio listens I'm to ex- a lot of music. Nah, sort of. <laughs> I don't even. I couldn't even think of like what I'm listening to off the top of my head. It's all weird, like instrumental shit. But I'm excited to listen to that Lana song with that insight that you gave us. I love the title, "The Chemtrails Over the Country Club." Yeah, I, mean, I always love that's her a perfect titles. like kind of weird, surreal. And then also like Polish from like conspiracy theories and shit. It's nice. It's like it's very of the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Even though like this moment sucks, but you know we love to live <laughs> <Yeah>. through it. <laughs> the album is late, but it's okay. Yeah, I heard it's very. It's just, it, like it sounds like all of her other stuff in the most nicest way because like like her sounds amazing you know it's like but i hear it's like more mature from what people have told me it's become more mature and more um, exactly so if only she didn't date a cop it's just like she had to do the research for the chemtrail (laughs) thinking yeah was like damn what's this cop saying about chemtrails no it's like a little shock jock thing i think they're like she's like watch this i want to date a cop you know (laughs) pr it's like when you see uh when you see Oh, who's a good oh people putting those feelers about army hammer out there not like i mean like the people who are like well Lord. maybe it's just a pr thing and it's like probably not uh, but like <laughs> you know like who's believe making women mo- do you believe oh, of course do, yeah. do we do believe women do we do believe yeah. women absolutely but, for sure um, yeah that army hammer shit was crazy yeah it's nuts i didn't i didn't know the whole entire backstory i only saw her like the uh the dms and i was like i was like one of my that's friends crazy. in Canada told me about this because that's like how much I did not know what was going on. And she's like, you haven't read these texts. And she basically just like walked me through it. And I was like, that's enough for today. <laughs> and then with the Finsta and then it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it just keeps unfolding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Insane. Cannibalism is not the vibe. <laughs> no, absolutely not the vibe. It's not. Do we don't do that. Uh, do we don't eat others? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything, cool. well, anything else? Anyone? No, I'm just so glad we, to be on finally. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you guys are welcome like back anytime. Um, you guys have any plans for the week and for your weekdays? I don't know. We're launching our our next product on the 21st. Okay, right, so Thursday. So that's in two days, so that's a post-inaugural day. launch. Exactly. The product is called Awakening, so that's going to oh, be nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Do you guys have any ideas for the, um, and we don't have to put this in the, we're not going to put this in the podcast, but for the, the lab sample, you guys have any like name ideas? Oh, it is called Everance. I can show you the packaging. I can do the packaging. This guy. Oh, cool. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It's all done. I, I just love the lab lo- sample. I, I love the do logo. I love it a lot. Yeah. Thank you. It, there's and something like kind the, of like, like religious about everything. it. 
yeah. there's something like religious. Yeah. I always love like, uh, was intentional. Yeah. You know, like, they do this like spelling is like the French cause God. you know, I'm half French. Yeah. The mm-hmm. French word for gods. It's God, Dieu. Right. Dieu. The word is Dieu, but we mm-hmm. pronounce it Dieu. Dieu. Because yeah. That's, look, that's a, people butcher French words. Did you want it to be Dieu? No, okay. I don't. Cause the, cause the thing is everyone's going to pronounce it differently. Like I, like yeah. I have, my name is Charlotte. And as a child, people couldn't even pronounce my name growing up in Rhode Island and New Hampshire. Like there's a different pronunciation every single time. And mm-hmm. so with French words, it's like Americans butcher French words for American branding all the time. Yeah. And French people do it with American words all the time. Like a lot of French brands take American words and pretend that they're American in France because it sells more product. And so I was like, my turn. But I actually, <laughs> we actually know what the real pronunciations are. But we're going to call it do in yeah. English and do right. when we go to Europe. Yeah. Well, we'll be real heads and so we'll pre- refer to it yeah. anytime in our passing. Like it's, it's do. <laughs> we we're, we're wearing do right French. now. We just... We just put the Dieu serum on our face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some, I think, yeah, you've had a reel about this. It's like Roche-Posay. Oh, La Roche-Posay, yeah. La Roche-Posay. La Roche-Posay, Biologique Recherche, yeah, all those brands. Nobody's saying it right, so I can take a French word and pronounce it in a way that people know how to say it. Like, but it's even like way. It's way. It's way in French. It's the French word for yeah. It'd be like saying like, yo, you know, it's just like, it's people take French words and mispronounce them all the time. My turn. (laughs) I love that. love to hear that. (laughs) Um, Well, we won't keep you guys any longer. So thank you again for coming on. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your weeks. Good luck. Good luck with the launch. Yeah. We can't wait to see it. Um, We'll keep you updated on when we release this. It'll probably be like Mm -hmm. next week. Amazing, um, gorgeous. But there'll be we usually do like an intro where we're like context, contextualize stuff, and we'll say, "Oh, like the the product's already launched," you know. So uh, we're excited for you too. So yeah, and I'm here to help. We're, we're, we'll promote and put it on our all our channels and stuff oh, too. Good. Oh, hell yeah! Thank you. Well, enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you guys soon. Thank Thanks you guys. So much. Bye. 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 B